right? Our mantra uh, as a company is keep growing. It's, it's not just growth hair, but it's uh, growth humanity-wise, right? How can you grow personally, exceptionally, uh, spiritually, whatever that means to you? That was Georgios Tsetis. I think what's really fascinating today in, in research and science is that we realize that we're not a singular organism. Literally, we're just like a giant biosphere of microbes. And what happens is that as we are inundated with, again, environmental toxins and things like that, and we consume them, the microbiome is depleted. So like sugar, everything, everything really challenges the microbiome. And there's a lot of research that came out that says that that there's a connection, actually, between hair and the microbiome. That was Dr. Sophia Kogan. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, thanks for tuning in to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. On today's episode, I sync up with two of the three co-founders of the game-changing hair health and wellness company, Nutrafol, Dr. Sophia Kogan and Georgios Tsetis. Their revolutionary line of nutraceutical, 100% drug-free, physician-tested hair care products focus on hair growth from the inside out for women and men. You are going to love this inspiring and eye-opening conversation. I learned so much from speaking with them both, well beyond their brand and ingredients, about community, passion, and building an authentic brand with heart. I sync up with Sophia and Georgios about where it began and the fun story of how they met their personal hair loss experiences, and the inspiration behind Nutrafol. They also share the wellness and workout routines that fuel them for success. You will learn how chronic stress, gut health, inflammation, and hormones have so much to do with hair loss and how you can turn it around using Nutrafol products. With these science-backed products, you can increase hair growth, texture, strength, and shine while adding to your overall health with their proprietary blend of botanicals and amino acids designed to provide bioavailable nutrient support for healthy hair production. Nutrafol takes an integrative approach to hair wellness, pioneered in nutraceutical science with natural formulations that address various hormonal, environmental, and hereditary causes that compromise hair health, all of which are supported by clinical studies and science. Since its inception in 2016, Nutrafol has become widely recognized as the next generation hair wellness product in the U.S. Nutrafol has been adopted by more than 1,300 physicians, clinics, and stylists around the country, grown revenues by three times year over year, and received numerous prestigious accolades, including Allure's Best of Beauty Breakthrough Award in 2018. I am sure you are going to love this episode. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Simply go to your app, scroll through the episodes, click on write a review, hit the five star button, and then tell us what you love. Also, feel free to hit us up on social, on Instagram and Facebook, or email me at MarnieOnTheMove1, the number one, dot com. Nutrafol is offering Marnie on the Move listeners $10 off your first month of subscription. Head over to their website, Nutrafol.com, and use the code Marnie10 for your $10 off your first month. Okay, now on to the episode. It's a lot of fun to dance with Sophie. You know, I'm a burner, and so is okay. Jordis, and like, so I've been in this world for about six years or so, more than six, so I started burning six years ago, but prior to that, like, I was already in the community, so I've been evolving my taste in music and my taste in, like, what I like to have as an experience, and for me personally, that gives me more freedom and it brings community. I like that people have their own contribution like in a sense like these events they come together mm -hmm. they come together because people are bringing their own talents yeah. together and i love watching that wait what's a burner <laughs> burning man okay that's what i thought i just want to ask that in case somebody else doesn't know it <laughs> sophie's a great burning dancer. man yeah. oh yeah is, George is yeah. so how did you guys yeah. meet that's a long story um we have a lot of time yeah <laughs> so we we were social friends 
Okay. Funny enough, hanging out on the rooftops and, you know, doing the New York thing. And the, uh, the bars on Wednesday night. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> and never really knew what the other one does. Right. Like outside of just socializing. I love that. And I was in residency at the time. And, and it's funny because I, I met Roland and Georges separately. And I was like friendly with them separately and never knew that they were connected. Right. And what happened was, I think, I remember this one instance where we, <laughs> she's going to laugh because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw him under the bus. Okay, sure. that's fine. <laughs> it's totally cool. Uh, I, I remember we were uh, at some, again, rooftop event and I said, and I don't know, we started talking this time and I was like, well, what are you doing? And, and he tells me, well, and he pulls out the card and his card says Nutrafol on it. And I said, what is this? And it says like, you know, hair at the time, I think we had a different tagline, but I said, what is this? It sounds interesting. And, and he starts explaining to me sort of the very top level explanation, not, and I said, well, what's the signs? Right. And yeah. And he's like, and he starts going into it and then he's like, well, you know what? It's probably too much for you and too difficult for you to like understand <laughs> yeah i was um i didn't want to get too detailed i i remember we're, we're drinking a, i believe a beer and yeah she didn't know about neutral because yes we knew each other socially i was like well we just started this new venture it's about hair didn't want to get too detailed and um I, I decided to pass on the conversation. He dismissed <laughs> Didn't even me. realize that, that she was a physician, right? Yeah, and I was like, did you like know what I do? And, and That's so funny. I said, yeah, I said, I, I'm actually a dermatology resident. And as we all know, dermatologists are the ones yes. that are dealing with hair. And, and he was just shocked. And interested. He needed me. <laughs> Like, hold on. I love this story. <laughs> Wait a minute. And like, I, I'll throw myself under the bus. Likewise. But she I, didn't take me serious. I didn't take him seriously because I thought he was just modeling. Right. And of he's course. like, did you know that I was also an engineer? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I got all defensive. Yeah. I was like, I've and been to so, engineering yeah. school. <laughs> you can't just go by looks or, I mean, but that's also something nice about being in the community setting and not knowing what people do. Because sometimes you just like get a feeling, like you get a vibe and you just like someone and you're friends with them and that's it. And that's it's like all you need to know and then you find out what they do and you're like wow that's pretty cool but it's yeah. a good lesson to yeah. uh, to really not judge yeah. by the cover right um, yeah uh, so when we really got to to know each other and understand that's when we they they told i was taking a, actually a break from residency and right at the moment i was about to and uh and, and roland and george said well if you're you know how do we how do we work together? And I came in and started doing research and science and working with other doctors to, you know, complete the formula. So, Georges, when did you start Nutrafol? This was uh, the idea really started in two thousand fourteen. Really, faith is is what brought us all together. Yes. This is just what. Were you one here story. from the beginning? From the very beginning? I joined about a year into their conceptual okay. yeah. idea. So at, at the time that I started working with them, initially it wasn't I wasn't sure if I was gonna do much. It was just like, hey, can you do the science? What do you do? What do you know? Research and let's dive deep into it. But I had my own hair, hair loss or hair health issues. And right. so I felt uh, this was a really aligned with what I wanted to do. And at the time I was also sort of questioning what I was doing on my own with the with the trajectory that I was going in the in medicine, right? Um, as I had health issues uh, that I didn't know how to resolve with regular medicine, and when I started diving deeper into the botanical world, into health and wellness, yoga, meditation, I've been doing yoga for a long time, but this was really where I decided that self care was so important, energy work, all of it. So for me, it was really interesting to tie the uh, science and the proof along with what we know anecdotally works right. in Eastern medicine. Because if you wanted to bridge those two together and bring it back to the doctors, there's got to be proof. And I'm, I'm sort of like a mix of that yeah. where I need to have the, the proof in the science, but also understand that there is that component. Well, how, how does it work? Like, I, I needed to prove it to myself before we could even... I appreciated that about yeah. Sophie. That's what I was going to say. So <laughs> I want to. So tell me how you... I know I asked this, and I interrupted you and switched gears to Sophie. Where did Nutrafol begin for you? 
What all started with me um, uh, recognizing in my early 20s that I was genetically predisposed um, to hair loss. And there was enough evidence that I would go down a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. There was enough evidence that I was genetically predisposed. My father was balding in his early 20s. My mother was thinning in her early 30s. And I realized that um, I needed to uh, take action, proactive action. And I went to a dermatologist back in Holland, where I'm from, and he recommended me to take a prescription drug called Finasteride. And that was the only solution. Uh, Minoxidil was not available in Europe uh, back then. And he um, he warned me for some of the side effects, but um, I I took the risk. And yeah, I was uh, on the prescription drug for about nine years. Wow. To basically um, keep my hair. And fortunately, I did suffer from some of the fi- side effects. And I don't know if you know exactly how the mechanism no, how d- really yeah. works. But essentially, in, in just in brief, it, it blocks a specific enzyme in the body that that is responsible for uh, um, testosterone uh, conversion. Um, it converts into DHT, and that's the um, genetic component that leads to hair loss um, for men. And this specific uh, prescription drug is blocking that enzyme so that uh, conversion is not uh, possible, um, or at least it's being reduced. But as a result, it oversuppresses uh, testosterone, and some of the side effects are um, could be um, decreasing libido or sexual dysfunction, which is not fun at all. No, especially when you're young. I was, <laughs> or I was, ever, I was really. young, um, young and excited, but not excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it, it was uh, it was definitely young. Uh, problematic. So I hit a bit of a wall. I suffered for too long in in silence as a, as a young man, and I, because I didn't have any alternatives, I didn't, I did not. I, I tried a lot of alternative. I tried some of the basic vitamins and minerals out there. I tried some topical solutions, and every single time I stopped using a prescription drug, my hair started to fall out in clumps. So that was obviously very scary, and that was one of the main reason why I kept taking. Um, the, the the drug also i didn't want to lose my hair because right. uh, i was modeling at the same time while i was um, studying engineering so that was my um, main source of income and so when i came to new york long story short fast forward i essentially was still suffering from from some of these side effects and i um, hit the panic button when i um when a dermatology friend from la called me up and said, Do you, are you aware of some of the um, new research that, um, that has evidence that w- which uh, leads to, it could cause permanent sexual dysfunction post-discontinuation of, of the drug? And that's when I really panicked and, um, and recognized that I had, to, um, I had to take action and at least explore other alternatives. And this is really where I opened up to a, my, my dear friend, Roland Peralta, who's now um, our business partner, and I always trusted him with his with his science uh, background and the way he was analyzing biohack- biohacking his own body and he was treating very successfully uh, rheumatoid arthritis and that was always very fascinating to me. And then um, his approach included a um, the use of a very potent uh, nutraceutical that targets uh, some of the inflammatory biomarkers and some of the side effects or side benefits of that protocol that he was he was he was doing were just increase and and increase in better hair health. So I noticed that he noticed that as well. So to to my previous point, faith is what really brought us together. Um, we started to basically analyze and look for um, potential solutions that are healthy and effective because everything that was healthy was not really working. Some of the basic right. naturals out there. Some of the pharmaceuticals, they were all associated with side effects, right? Including um, the topical solutions, minoxidil. So we, um, we connected, we researched for about a year. We came up with a whole new hypothesis, being very critical consumers and, of course, you know, educated and, and being able to really dive in deep into the literature and connecting so specific dots. And uh, we recognized that a multifactorial approach uh, was absolutely necessary, and nobody was really doing that. The the pharmaceuticals, by nature, cannot multi-target, and some of the basic vitamins and minerals are simply addressing dietary deficiencies. They're not they're not targeting these underlying causes, such as inflammation, such as stress and cortisol. So, if we can talk about that a little bit more yeah. in a second, but it was really an hypothesis that that we came up with. But we needed, of course. Uh, somebody like Sophie with the, with the credentials. Yeah, <laughs> and so now enter Sophia. 
I challenged him on a lot of things. So I think the initial thoughts were very broad. And then when I came in and I started putting all that stuff together, I personally suffered from hair loss as well. And your Uh, hair looks great, by the way. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to keep taking, making sure. That you're taking your Nutrafol. I would say that when I look back, I'm also genetically predisposed. My dad is bald. And it's not always from your mom or your dad. My mom has ridiculous hair. Right. Sometimes you can see, like, if you're genetically predisposed as a man, you sort of, like, you sort of see it and you kind right. of expect it in some ways. Yeah. As a, when you're genetically predisposed as a woman, you might not know it. Right. And most likely you won't because we don't, I think these subjects, female, for women, the subject of periods, hair, yes. men, menopause, whatever it is, this these female state. Anything that yeah. has to do with that, it's it's like taboo. Yeah. And so no one had been talking about it until I think more recently, maybe in the last couple of years. And at the time, I, I noticed that I lost a lot of hair secondary to an eating disorder that I experienced when I was young. So mm-hmm. it was around 18. It came back, but it never came back the same. And then again, in you know college, med school, residency, and other residency. So, and when I look back, I understood that it was really at the times of extreme stress. Right. So when so you were predisposed and it was a time of extreme so stress. Exactly. So the thing about hair hair loss and hair thinning is that we can be predisposed, but we might not manifest in that. Right. You okay. Know, they tested. Like uh, you can turn your genes on and exactly. off. Exactly. Like so you certain. have identical twins that have been, there's clinical studies that have shown that both men and women, identical twins with exactly the same genetic makeup will have different levels of or different extent of hair thinning depending on what else is happening with them so environment really genes load the gun environment pulls the trigger i always say this and really makes sense because it's a combination of factors and that's really where we felt that we brought that science together tie the dots together because what else is going on well right we understand now that there's also stress and stress doesn't just anecdotally affect you um, because that's what i learned in residency it's like oh you're stressed okay what can I do for you, number one? Not much. And uh, number two is like, it happens, but we don't know how. So we understand now there's pathways. Right. And there's science behind that. For instance, follicles are highly sensitive to cortisol levels and stress hormones. There's cortisol receptors, right? There's receptors on the follicles that actually help it produce its own stress hormones. It's almost like an antenna in some way, kind of measuring what the stress is on the skin from the stress that you're experiencing overall in your in your whole body. So there's, you know, that brain skin axis yes. that happens and our follicles are actually embedded in our skin. And then there's environment, there's pollution, toxins, everything. It really contributes. So we do have that what we used to call junk DNA. Yes. Right? Which we understand now is not junk because hey, Mother Nature would never create anything that's not necessary for us. Right, right, right. (laughs) So we understand now that, hey, actually, that's not junk. We turn our genes off. We turn our genes on. It depends on what's going on, what else is going on. So the good news about that is that you can actually intervene. Right. Take control, basically. Yeah. Right. So you can intervene with by taking Nutrafol. This product is amazing. Back to what you were saying with different factors that affect hair loss and your hormones in both women and men. But, I mean, I know that historically when people are stressed, they've been told to take various versions of vitamin B, which I know is a major ingredient in Nutrafol. So we have a separate B complex. Okay. And you're absolutely correct. What happens is that B vitamins get depleted when our adrenals are working extra hard. Right. And that happens during stressful times because adrenals are those organs that sit on top of your kidneys, uh, look like little hats, and they produce cortisol, stress hormones. So when we're in a sort of fight or flight, that translates into chronic stress because we're in fight and flight all the time. Right. Considering all the inputs that we are facing today in today's society. I mean, it's, it has, it's never been like this and it's probably going to go more and more and more. Yeah. Uh, we're inundated. We're, we're never disconnected. I think that's one of the things that I, I was writing a paper and I was looking at, I think the father of what we call today modern day stress. Yes. Uh, Hans Seeley. I think at some point 
maybe in the 70s or 50s, I can't remember now, but he said, the problem with today's world is that people are too, and I'm paraphrasing this, uh, are too... Uh, I like the voice. ...are too connected, <laughs> and we don't have enough time to disconnect. And I'm th- writing and reading this today in 2019, and I'm thinking, wow, so true. holy... I'm like, if you think you weren't disconnected back then, you can't imagine what it's like <laughs> now. Imagine transplanting that man and putting him in today's world, yeah. And what he's going to write about, you know, about the levels of stress that we are actually facing. We're all chronically stressed. We don't even realize it. Yeah. It's just we just we think it's normal. Yeah. We think this yeah. is default. <laughs> and, and that's another thing. And people definitely in today's society think it's absolutely normal to have an never-ending to-do list, have an absolute overcommitted day, never really having time to disconnect. And when we do, what does that look like for a person? Is he still on the phone? Are you still looking at your phone? Are you right. still... So That's not disconnecting. That's not true no. disconnection. So it's important to find those moments in time. And so stress is a, is a really big factor. What we have in our formulation is, is we include stress adaptogens. One of the best straps adaptogens. It's a botanical. We use medical grade botanicals. It's called ashwagandha and it happens to rebalance the stress hormones. So I love the word adaptogen because it's actually the definition of that is it helps you adapt to stress. So it modifies the stress response as opposed to having a very direct targeted action. Instead, it kind of rebalances the body so that it can respond or perhaps not respond as much to stress. And it knows where to go. Like when you take an adaptogen, like you can have multiple things happening, multiple stress triggers, and it just finds them and then it Exactly. So it contains these phytoactives that are called with analoids. And basically they sort of mimic what the stress hormones act like. So they kind of almost are mini vaccine to allow your body to rebalance itself as it relates to stress. And in clinical studies, it's actually been shown to lower cortisol levels in chronically stressed adults by a significant percentage. So the good news about that is one thing to keep in mind is that we use standardized botanicals. So it's really ones that have clinical data that have been extracted and standardized to a certain percentage of phytoactives. Phytoactives are basically molecules that do all the work because when you take a plant, it has hundreds of molecules in it. Right. There's research available to us today to understand which ones are the ones that are doing the job and how can we maximize their potential. And that's also the, the main problem with the industry, right? Because the, the supplement industry is not properly regulated. Right. So as a result, there's just so many products out there that have been manufactured by companies or even single people yeah. <laughs> um, selling supplements on Amazon or even in some of these larger uh, retail stores where there's just there's no proof of efficacy. Right. There's no proof that A, they're still actives, uh, so the phytonutrients, they're still or the healing powers, right? right? Are they still like available? You don't know the, if you don't know the source of where exactly. these well, things come from. Sometimes when they extract them, if they don't use the right techniques, the bioactivity of those phytoactives can go down significantly. So yeah. it's really, yeah. to George's point, it's really important that post-extraction, they still have efficacy. Yeah. I mean, you have to know the right brands to it, use. And then, that are, and, yeah. and then also just absorption, right? Bioavailability. So yes. Ingesting something doesn't mean you're actually going to pr- absorb it uh, fully or properly even for it to be effective. So that's that's what always, so what Sophie just um, explained about all these intelligent, beautiful plants and then using medical-grade standards to be healthy and very efficacious at the same time is, is where the good news, the industry is now heading because yes. consumers are, are critical, mm-hmm. um, way more educated than many years ago. And it's just very rewarding to see that the, the consumers now are really uh, demanding that proof and are very interested in, in diving in deeper, especially if it's about taking control of hair health, something very dear yes. and emotional to them. And this is uh, a daily routine, right? Yeah, so you want to make sure it's on point. People do want to take control of their health. They want to have their own medical dashboard. I personally am doing this and I want to know what like what are the solutions what are my options what can i take to help with stress or what and what brands are doing it well and who is getting the best products and the best plants or the best quality and processing it right so that you can absorb the nutrients cuz there's a lot of things that yeah. you have to get from food and 
certain things you don't. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, the argument that I hear like from people that are not in our world of, you know, knowing about supplements and plants and herbs as healing solutions. And, you know, they're still stuck on that old school mentality about the supplement industry from like decades ago, which is your job as founders and from behind Nutrafol to really change the conversation. conversation. I think that's a very good point. What I usually tell people when they tell me, I don't want to take pills. I say, if you look at the data, at some point in time, you are going to be taking pills. Now, the question is, are they going to be drugs like medications because now you have cholesterol problems or diabetes or whatever it is at some point in your life and as we age, right? Or are you taking a preventative biohacking ap- uh, approach where we now have the knowledge available to us and also the products that are, like you said, being elevated in their standards to be able to intervene and prevent that? Or maybe, personally, I'd rather take supplements all the way through until I'm like in very old age. Yeah. And instead of resigning to medications in general. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I would take a preventative approach in that respect. And that's kind of what I tell people. At some point, you're going to be winding up taking pills. Yeah. Better take supplements You've, than drugs. Yes. So, well, tell me a little bit about Nutrafol and some of the products that you have. And then we can like dive deep into the ingredients and all that. We started out with two core formulations, which was the men's and the women's. And through the time, we've evolved. So now both the men's and the women's has been working really amazing. We are fortunate. And to go back to the last question for a minute, the conversation is not only changing for our customers, but the conversation is also changing in the level of dermatologists and doctors because we've been adopted by over 1,500 doctors at this point who recommend our products. Yeah, and most of them, I think over 1,300 are dermatologists. So for me, it's very gratifying to know that we've brought that conversation back to Western medicine as well. So with these two products, they really trusted our science, even before our clinical data came out, because we use clinically efficacious and studied ingredients, and the science was so compelling to them that they really came on board right away. And as a result of, of having this base of doctors that we work with, we also get a lot of feedback. And it's great and as well, because we understand now not only from our customer base what's working, what's not, but also from our doctor. And one of the things that we heard back very loud and clear is that they were using the men's product for older women. Interesting. And it happened to work better for them. And a lot of them are also were using it themselves, most of them. So I think they tried it out on themselves and then kind of figured it out. Right. They thought, they thought it was stronger. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, it said men. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why. They came back to us and I know why because when you think about hair, hair thinning, the yes. first thing you think about is uh, for women only. Again, there's not a lot of options for women at all. Very few. And actually only one FDA-approved medication. That's it. And that's Rogaine. And it used to be higher percentage in strength for men than it is right. for women until more recently when they finally approved it for women as well. Um, <laughs> that's so a that, whole other topic. That's a, a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I can go off on a tangent like, here. Yeah. So the doctors were using the, the men's, men's product, product for older women. Exactly. And they found it to be more effective. So we said we went back to the drawing board. We said, what's working here? And the biggest difference between the men's and the women's was that it had higher levels of supplemento, which is an ingredient that inhibits that dihydrotestosterone or DHT that Georges was talking about. Okay. Because, again, men and women need different things. But what we understand now is that women actually need different things too. And the reason is because women have very specific stages in life that they hit like for instance when you start your periods when you have your babies or if you do and then you know when that periods end like at that or when the times are more stressful for instance so women's hormones are much more susceptible to fluctuation and change throughout her lifetime so and and that made sense so as a woman transitions into menopause actually the ovarian function declines pretty rapidly so the estrogen progesterone decreases but testosterone lingers for a little while. It still decreases, but lingers. And that creates what's called as relative androgen dominance. So when we understood that, we were like, oh, well, that made sense. Now we have to create a product that's very specific to a woman in that phase of her life because 
that's what she needs. Right. And I don't think people are too happy taking a men's product if you're a woman. So right. what we did was we really we increased, you know, the the supplement and made sure that it was you know, they had the higher levels of DHT inhibition, but also we knew that we needed to add a couple of more we were looking back to the science as to what else is necessary at that time in her life. And some of the new ingredients that we added were fantastic, which is maca. It's just it's another adaptogen, but it mm-hmm. happens to adapt the communication between the brain and the ovaries. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yes. I have a lot of maca at home. It's amazing. adding it to my coffee. Uh, (laughs) Some of the things that, you know, maca has been clinically studied in women going through menopause, and they showed that there there was positive impact on mood swings and night sweats and hot flushes and all the symptoms. So it has fantastic properties. So we knew that that would probably synergize, that would be effective in synergizing with the rest of our ingredients. And then also, again, as we grow older, produce more oxidative stress. I'm sure you know this, right. you're around a triathlete, so yeah. there's a lot of, you know, so reactive physical oxygen, stress on yeah, the body. physical stress, so that you need to take a lot of antioxidants because yes. as we grow older, that antioxidant potential for ourselves to produce antioxidants in our body declines, and so we get to boost that with intake of external antioxidants that actually will help to boost your own production. Right. And of course, it still contains all the other ingredients that are really effective, like anti-inflammatories. We have curcumin, which is an extract yeah, of turmeric. Yeah, the ingredients in the products are amazing. Every single one of them is awesome. Well, thanks. But it really does. It, it targets the, um, the underlying causes that eventually going to lead to decrease in hair health. So we went, as a, as a, as a company, when we're sourcing these ingredients, we... We traveled the world to find specific ingredient partners that are really specialized in these specific ingredients and have proof of efficacy, right? So some of these are patented, they are optimized for bioavailability, they have clinical evidence that they can truly make a difference in the body. So it is. it always has been incredibly important to us is to have something that's healthy and very effective. So that's why... All the ingredients are, they're also very expensive for us to, uh, to, yeah. to, to even, even license, right? Um, you can buy, just to give you an example, which is interesting, you can buy similar ingredients if they're not standardized. Right. You can buy an ashwagandha or, or a turmeric extract. You can, as a company, you can buy it for $20 a kilo, $30 a kilo. Our ingredients are hundreds of dollars a kilo for a reason, right? They're right. carefully extracted. We know exactly where they're coming from. They're tested. And it's the right combination and of I've, the ingredients. Exactly. Together. But what I want to add to that was that you, met, you hit upon something very important, which is that our tagline is hair wellness from within. I think the perception of hair is that it's external and somehow you've got to do something externally. And the truth is that there's a, a, so many pathways that are leading to compromise hair health. And again, the body... Even though we think the hair is important, honestly, the body, it can care less. Right. right. It might be important when you're young and you need to mate and produce babies. But from an evolutionary standpoint, we live in New York City. Like, we can wear a hat. It's fine. We won't get cold. But in a sense that if anything is going wrong within the body itself or it's not balanced, the hair will suffer. Right. So... It's about really rebalancing those pathways, countering, you know, inflammation, stress, the hormonal pathways like DHT and oxidative damage, all of those things, metabolism, gut health, everything that will impact your hair health. So, yes, we chose very targeted ingredients specific to hair health. However, they do work inside out as opposed to outside in. So what that does is really makes for a really good product that has some really awesome side benefits too. That <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. So so you have a product for men and a product for women, and then you have a, a lot of new products that over the past... Right. Was it the past few months or the past year that you've a been launching? past year. Past year that you've been launching. The past year. So... So when I say that we're targeted for men, then there's a woman's product. And now we have Women Balance, which is for women who are about to enter or entering that transitional phase of menopause, the more research we did, the more we understood that actually everyone may or may not experience the same levels of environmental stress. Also, they have their own biochemical individuality as well as genetic predisposition. And what that means is that in reality, we may need something very personalized to us. We internally do a lot of research 
and we have over 2,000 sample points from something called the hair mineral analysis that which we, we did for our customers and found that for actually it was mostly for people who were were not fully responding or maybe would respond but not you know maybe they wanted a, a, a better response we went deeper to look into what was that was preventing them or what could be the stress in their system where was that within them and right. what the hair mineral analysis does is that it actually it's an interesting thing you take a piece of hair kind of liquefies it and then uh, and through technology finds out what as the you know, hair is almost like a recording chip you know that's why they d- drug test on hair as well because everything that's in your body will eventually come out through your hair and so it tells you that this particular test if you read it properly it will allow you to understand what are the ratios of those minerals and vitamins and toxic metals and through that can tell you what system in your body might be stressed and what we found what for a lot of people their gut was compromised they weren't absorbing properly so even if they're taking Nutrafol and they're not fully absorbing it well guess what happens the other thing was stress chronic stress so the adrenals were depleted and you know other things that we found were toxic toxicity mm-hmm. a lot of people had heavy metals like if you're eating a lot of sushi mercury that will compromise your mitochondrial health and that ultimately leads to you know hair needs a lot of energy okay. and so anything that compromises that can also decrease your production of hair as well and so those were the top-notch things that we found there was other stuff like sugar people were not always balanced in their glucose metabolism and things like that so and again this is not a diagnostic test because it's not like yes you have diabetes no that's not the case because you go to the doctor for that no this is not diagnostic what it shows is that in between phase of what happens between time and point when you go to the doctor you draw blood and something is wrong what we call disorders don't happen at the time point of one number out of range of normal. Okay. And so there's a period of time prior to that that somebody is functioning suboptimally or something is being stressed, like if a system is stressed. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you can't just know from one test. That's like why you go back for another test or, you know, where do things come from? I mean, they're they're not just showing up on that day. They've been happening for exactly. years. Exactly. So like that, yeah. that te- you know, you can be, the range of normal is just a, what we call blood tests, right? The range of normal is, is an... Um, is an average. Right. So that might not even be yours. Yeah. It drives me crazy when I go to the doctor and do my annual blood work and the doctor says, oh yeah, you're in the range, you're normal. But I feel like that's a generalization. I mean, what is normal? Yeah. We're all different. That normal can also fluctuate depending on on your, on your the day and uh, on the time period in your life. And, and that normal doesn't have to be the same for you and me. But what's really interesting is that when we call something a disease in Western medicine, it's at the time point when the blood test comes back abnormal. But you could have been on a high level of normal for a while, and that might not be normal for you. Right. So are you seeing patients? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Currently, um, you know, we speak to customers, and we yes. have uh, – so I, I will speak to some You do people. talk to your customers. We do. We do. I used to – right now, in addition to myself, we have, you know, really well – trained naturopathic doctors that actually go through consultations with our customers mm-hmm. uh, because going through this myself actually and, and I go back to my own personal story because I remember being in residency and experiencing hair thinning and never actually uh, having anyone to talk to or even thinking about that I need to bring this to somebody's attention because you know it sort of paled in comparison to what I was seeing with my patients or wh- what they were bringing to the table. We really feel that it's important to create that communication with our customers and communities so that if somebody is going through that challenge in their life, we want them to make sure that they're connected to us to be able to have a to voice whatever they're experiencing and also to help them with their lifestyle and diet. Right. modifications because that's what our naturopathic doctors do is they they really they can guide you they can answer questions but also you know guide you as to like what else could you be doing lifestyle and diet wise right and you also when when someone goes to your website you have a Q&A that people can fill out to find out like what products they need oh yeah so so that's great so to go back to that question of what other products oh, is that yeah. we personalized so essentially we went back from this and we understood that what 
else could a person need in their memorandum? Like what it, what else? Maybe that's specific to you. Maybe you're more stressed, so you might get the extra stress adaptogen. Um, maybe I have higher toxicity because I eat more sushi, need to detox my liver. So what we did was we created boosters. And mm-hmm. so today, and an algorithm. So essentially, the algorithm is sort of reflective of that hormonal analysis test that I that I was talking about. And in a sense, you go through a range of questions as you go on the website that guides you. And the questions might be really strange because you might not know the connection. But to George's point, you might not feel stressed, but your body will show it. So for instance, we ask questions about energy, we ask questions about sleep and things like that, which ultimately guides us and will come up with a growth plan that is most recommended for you. And that might include up to two boosters. So for instance, if you went through that questionnaire and you you could also wind up going through the whole thing, I just want to say, and not wind up with boosters because you might not need it. Right. We're not in the business of uh, upselling anyone on anything. So if we really, if that recommendation comes through, it's likely because there's a, on the algorithmic side of it, on the back end, we found that it was probably recommended for you based on your test. So you, what are the boosters? So in addition, to, I think my favorite one really is the, why don't we do this? George, you'll tell me your favorite one. I'll tell you my favorite one. You go ahead. <laughs> All right. My favorite one is the hair biotic. So I think what's really fascinating today in, in, in research and science is that we realize that we're not a singular organism. Literally, we're just like a giant biosphere of microbes. Right. And what happens is that as we are inundated with, again, environmental toxins and things like that, and we consume them, the microbiome is depleted. So like sugar, everything, everything really challenges the microbiome. And there's a lot of research that came out that says that, that there's a connection, actually, between hair and the microbiome. Yeah. Well, the microbiome actually impacts everything in our system. It's every cell in your body. Every cell in our body is impacted, or every organ system. So it's no wonder. So I think this is really cool because we really did research and found what strains would be most effective and also made it very acid resistant. So it's packaged in a way that would allow to make sure that, again, with probiotics, the biggest challenge is making sure that they're alive and effective. And yeah, so we're using kind of the latest technology to ensure that we have a a bacteriophage called Prefer Pro, which actually it's like a it affects only the bad bacteria. <laughs> it knows. breaks them up and then creates food for the good bacteria. Like how cool is that? That's very cool. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. So that's my favorite one. What's your favorite product? I had um it was actually very interesting. When I did the hair mineral analysis test, I was highly toxic uh, having aluminum in my body. What kind of deodorant are you using? What kind of deodorant? Yeah. I don't use deodorant. You use anything? Okay, nope. this is even better. So I was I just using. Smell. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually, but that's I just because I haven't used deodorant in so long. Me neither. Yeah. I think that's a blessing. So I was using for like a decade. I was using these these common brands, right? And I didn't even realize they were um, full of aluminum, and obviously yeah. you get, that gets absorbed by the body on a daily basis. Very very concerning. So my um, my aluminum was just off the chart. And now we understand how when your liver is trying to detoxify all these heavy metals uh, within the body, that's where it kind of forgets about some of the other very important components and they all correlate directly to um, to hair, right? So yeah. my favorite one is definitely the liver cleanse. It is, it's a fantastic uh, product. And then I combine it with um, the DHT inhibitor because I'm genetically predisposed. Right. I um, I definitely appreciate that one. And then, of course, the hair biotics. I'm actually, to be honest, I'm taking a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love the B vitamins. So remember that all these boosters are specifically formulated for hair, right? So at the end of the day, we target wellness, but they are very targeted to really address some of these um, hair loss, um, or at least some of these hair loss uh, triggers. So, and then um, and then it's the, the bee boosters as well. I love that it's liquid, so you can, it has a great taste, and it it's, gives you a lot of energy throughout the day as well, yeah. so it keeps you going. And then not to forget the stress adaptogens. We can't live in New York without the stress adaptogens. That's an additional dose. Yeah, I love them as well. They're keeping me uh, sane while yeah. we have I to run. I had no <laughs> idea that he literally takes everything. Every single, every <laughs> 
I'll tell you when we did the test. Yeah. Everyone in this in this office. Funny fact: everyone who did not use a, you could tell like it was really actually indicative of who was using an aluminum deodorant. Oh, really? Not. And I tested negative, and that's because I'm a hippie. (laughs) And uh, she's a burner. Yeah, and Uh, a burner. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a burner yet, but (laughs) come next time. (laughs) After my last interview, I'll be microdosing next week. (laughs) (laughs) So close. so I've been using a crystal deodorant for a long time, and it's basically a salt crystal, uh-huh. and it does not have anything in it at all, except just, and it doesn't prevent from perspiring, it just prevents from smelling, and I don't really smell much anyway, but that's kind of what I was using. So I gave George's, <laughs> the next thing I know George's buys is crystal deodorant. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm addicted to the crystal deodorant. Do now. you still use it? You don't use deodorant you said anymore. I even gave it to my mom actually. It's so yeah. weird because when I started doing triathlon, it was about like ten years ago, I worked with a nutritionist and that's my friend was a nutritionist and she she was she got me into sports and training. She was like a nutritionist where like get rid of the red meat, stop using sugar, stop eating sugar, like hardcore, but this was like ten years ago, so it was like hardcore for me and it wasn't like in my world. You know, I was out every night drinking and smoking cigarettes. And then I started trying to be a triathlete and I couldn't wake up and get to the gym and also like swim a mile after like being out all night. So I kind of like made some choices and I went with the sports nutrition triathlon path. That's great. Yes. And she was the one who said, you know, everything that you eat is going to affect your energy, your body. This was like before I understood this concept. And I was like, fine, fine. And so I just stopped using deodorant. You know, I stopped eating sugar. I was like really, yeah. And it really worked. And I really don't, I mean, I work out a lot and I don't think I smell. Daily? (laughs) You're working out daily? Like five days a week. Five days? Yeah. I mean, because I'm training, you know, so if I'm not, I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm moving every day. Where is your nutritionist? (laughs) I like her. Yeah, she's, she was amazing. Um, She is, I don't even talk to her in ages, but she was really, really. She was was ahead of the game. She was ahead of the curve. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that for her, she was a graphic designer and then she, one of her kids was autistic. And so she, when, when that happened, she like switched her entire life around and got into nutrition and helped cure him from. autism through food and diet yeah so then that was her path so speaking of paths you know you were a model and you were you know experiencing hair loss and now you have this successful company and you're building this brand what are the workouts or training that fuel you for success definitely running i think running is is meditation for me i love to run especially nature and then recently I started to um, to do some boxing, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting as well. It also completely zones you out, and it definitely um, tires you a lot, which I think is good. It, it helps you sleep better. So these are my uh, my workout routines. And then I love I love some some of the extreme sports out there, like uh, kite surfing. Yeah, I, I recently started to do that, but it was uh, quite tricky. I um, took some lessons, and it's definitely a, a tough one. But once you uh, once you understand how everything works and how the wind turns and how to um, how to really steer, it becomes it becomes an amazing sport. Did you learn it in yeah. New York? No, or? no, no. Um, I went. Uh, I went. To, I, I needed to get out of New York, and I needed a, a, an activity, and I, I ended up on uh, some Caribbean islands uh, uh, practicing and really understanding how the sport really works. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, so it sounds nice. like. Yeah, like you need to be technically, mentally involved in a sport to be able to zone out. I, look, I think for every entrepreneur, it's it's self-care. It's so incredibly important. Yeah. It's not sustainable. It's absolutely not sustainable. So um, what do you do, right? What do you do to keep the mind sane and deal with uh, some of the day-to-day problems? And how do you manage your, your cortisol throughout the day? Yeah. Right? In addition to um, just taking stress adaptogens right so and then a big part of uh, my practice is meditation as well we have um, some beautiful meditation rooms here in the in the office yeah they're all the time occupied which uh, is i think a good sign or a bad sign (laughs) i think they're sleeping (laughs) well and you (laughs) also have a lot of dogs in the office that's pretty cool dogs which also helps for the cortisol there's some some great uh, dogs that I'm going to drop my dogs off. Is this like, do you also have me to drop them off? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, yeah maybe this could be a nice, nice side business. But no, I think we should uh, stay focused on hair. Okay. <laughs> or hair. hair on, in the conversation? Or, 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 no, no, in the conversation. Like, yeah. at, at the office. <laughs> because so, yeah. to, to Sophie's point, it's like there's, there's, um, there's a lot of dogs, actually. In clinical studies, it's been shown to improve yeah. pr- productivity and also de-stressing. Yeah. I just dogs. found out from some residents that I was giving a lecture to the other night that they were in a medical school where during stressful times and exams, they would bring dogs around the medical school. I was like, that's not where I went to med school. <laughs> I wish that was the case. But. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's true. I mean, I have my own experience with my dogs, so they're definitely de-stressors for me. Yeah. And they're so cute. We rescued a dog. Yeah. yeah. Back to Nutrafol. So what's next? Like, what's your big sort of growth trajectory now that you have this versatile line of products focused around hair? Well, what what's next is... What's essential for us, and this is really what drives us as a company, is is to continue to um, to contribute to this uh, uh, changing conversation. Um, we um, we truly believe that um, there's um, we only have scratched the surface when it comes to people that understand and realize that this is a very safe and and healthy and effective approach to take control of health and, and hair. So continue to change that conversation and reaching millions and empowering all these people just just with the right and new and correct information, empowering them with that to allow them to make better and smarter choices for themselves is just incredibly important to us as a company. It's what keeps us going. It's constantly hearing all these beautiful success stories, how, how we've changed people's lives People get their confidence back, right? They don't have to worry about this anymore as, as they did before. Um, we've got amazing success stories, and that is just incredibly rewarding. So what's next for us is really to continue to reach customers, help them throughout this entire journey, because this journey is, is could be emotional for people as well, right? There's a lot of people on the products that take it for preventative care, mm-hmm. and I think that's a fantastic approach. But there's a lot of people that are trying to reverse uh, some uh, some thinning as well. And, and it's for men and women. So, I mean, that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So really guiding them throughout this, we call it the growth journey, Yeah. right? Our mantra uh, as a company is keep growing. It's, it's not just growth hair, but it's uh, growth humanity-wise, right? How can you grow personally, exceptionally, uh, spiritually, whatever that means to you? So really changing the conversation, making it way more positive, not embarrassing, empowering people with the right information is is what drives us. And so that's how our future is going to look like. Um, it already is the case, but continuing that conversation and maintaining our thought leadership position in this space is something we're just incredibly excited about. Awesome. Did you ever think that when you were modeling that you would be sitting here today as a co-founder of a revolutionary line of products that are changing people's confidence and keeping them growing and possibly changing the world. Well, never in my wildest dreams, to be honest. But I always had a, um, a desire as a kid to do something that's meaningful. I'm, I was always looking for opportunities. <laughs> I was always trying not to be average with things. I always uh, wanted to be different in many ways. And and my engineering background always helped me to be very critical, to look at things in a very different way, look at the world in a very different way. I, I always ask very weird questions, even when I walk on the streets. It's like I'm curious to why things are the way they are and etc. So I was always very um, curious, even as a kid. So my goal was always to at least do something with my life and contribute back um, and, and give back. So the fact that, that we have created a, a beautiful company with amazing uh, individuals that are all growing individually and spiritually and in, in many ways, while we are serving hundreds of thousands of people out there, uh, potentially millions, uh, hopefully very soon, is great. So I would have never expected that I would sit here, especially focusing on hair. But, you know, it happens in life, right? That's the beauty of life. Sometimes I started with modeling to your point. I appreciated my freedom and, and I used that to explore the world and to meet a lot of people. And I went into, I ended up in New York because my um, modeling allowed me to eventually apply for a green card. And with that green card, I was able to start my engineering company. And that eventually led to um, me with Sophie and with Roland starting uh, starting Nutrafol. So that's awesome. That's the beauty of life. You never know, and I think you just have to 
grab opportunities and and and, and definitely uh, um, keep your eyes open for um, for opportunities to grow and for opportunities to help others. Yeah, I, that's awesome. Thank you. And tell me, I know that we share yoga in common, but you were on a totally different path. I mean, you were on your way to be a doctor and you're a doctor now, but now you're a co-founder and an entrepreneur. So was that something that you had thought about when you were younger? Like what was your background? Let's just say this. In my, I think, second, first summer in medical school, I had said to myself, I, and from nowhere. But did you always want to go to medical school? No. Okay. Not always. But both. So I have a long lineage of physicians in my background. So oh, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm actually from Siberia. Okay. And I did hear a little accent, yeah. but then I wasn't sure. That's <laughs> so I, funny. I thought it was maybe Brooklyn. It was Brooklyn. It is Brooklyn <laughs> because at the age of eleven, we immigrated as refugees to New York and Russia. And uh, both my parents are physicians, and actually even both of my grandmothers and both of my grandfathers were engineers. And it's like, it's a very sort of, it's, in, I think healing, the, the profession of healing is in my lineage and it's in my blood. So there was always that curiosity and desire to help people. I wasn't always sure that I was going to wind up in medical school and going the Western medicine route. But I think when you are an immigrant child it's like if options were so limited in russia that in soviet union at the time was that you just kind of like follow a path right but i'd never wanted to follow a path so i think one of the things that i realized today and Ms. georges was talking i was thinking about it is that i didn't want to stick to a path from the beginning i started out with art history in college and then decided to go to medical school but in my first year summer medical school i told my parents i said i'm going to india they're like why are you going to india i'm like it feels right <laughs> so in therapy years later the, you know, my therapist is like, um, that didn't click for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that never clicked for you, that there's this desire to be more holistic. And and I think throughout my journey, that's what I kept coming back to. I kept coming back to my yoga practices. I kept coming back to meditation. I could, you know, Vipassana and everything. Now I dance. That's my... Uh, my dance book. like Shiva Ray dance or dance like dancing? Movement. Beautiful movement, movement classes, movement. right? I, I go to something called Five Rhythms. Uh, okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful dance practice, and it's just free movement, and it takes you on a journey, and it's my meditative practice. That's awesome. That's amazing. So I dance all the time, and I highly recommend it. I think it's like it hits upon everything that you want. As a New Yorker, you want everything in one package. Well, it's meditation, it's movement, it's exercise, and it's joy. That's great. <laughs> so I I always kept coming back to that. And then when I wasn't feeling good in, during my residencies, at the times that I, my, my body was giving up on me, and it's a very stressful environment. And I think for some people, they are able to push through it. And I'm a somewhat sensitive person and uh, empathic, and it's just very hard for me. And I think my body was talking to me. And, and, I, and it was really like at that time, there was absolutely no, there wasn't even a word self-care was not even invented yet. That just didn't exist. So... Mm. Didn't know how to manage that. And at the times when I took my break, I, honestly, it was just that it was, it was all came together. And like it was like, hey, this is what you love. This is what you love. Well, how do you merge those two together? And and so I really became just interested in integrative uh, medicine and, but you know, herbs and energy and energy work and body and movement and all of it and, and meditation. And, and I wanted to sort of bring all that together. And I think that, life like George was saying it just it's funny how it I think it's about I'm taking opportunities and seeing them right like you have to be or able maybe to see even them. surrendering yeah. to the flow of where it's taking you and sometimes because yes we put a lot of work on it and a lot of work in it but at the time that we started it like we had no idea where we were going so that oh we, yeah we never we never had the, the intention to s start a business and, and right the uh, intention was different yeah and and like sort of surrendering to it, right? And, and to the future. Because a lot of times we're worried and worried and worried. But my parents were, oh my God, they were like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> because my <laughs> parents are doctors, immigrants from Russia, from I have Soviet a Union, very straight, yeah. you know, forward path. And so they never really understood. Now they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, that <Right>. worked out. <laughs> 
But I think ultimately, you know, whether you're a Western medical doctor or Eastern or whatever it is that you're doing, I think the intention has always been for myself to be in to be in, in healing. Right. And that's the in intention. In one way or another. And, and I think this is really what's wonderful about this is that we are indeed helping so many people. Yeah. And so people can go to your website neutralfull.com like buy the products <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed they can buy it from our uh, our website um, again they can do the algorithm go right. through the slew of questions also just explore and see what, what it's all what about. we're about and uh, and look at the ingredients in detail um, at the signs because we do talk a lot about signs um, and really you know figure out for themselves what they can also do is go to the website and visit any dermatologists or plastic surgeons oh, yeah. that, that are our uh, trusted partners so people can go locally to their trusted physicians to at least get some advice or dive in a little deeper. And so we've got a, a great uh, roster of doctors, physicians that we trust that are experts in hair that are accessible to our customers through us as well. Yeah, awesome. and I think yeah. that's really important because a lot of times you're Googling and finding and doc, doc and whatever right. else. And, uh, you know, we work with some fantastic physicians, so. And they're all, are they all on your website or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you have any sage entrepreneurial wisdom that you could share with our listeners? I would say surrender and uh, letting go of maybe what that vision, holding the vision high, but letting go of how that journey takes you there. That's what I would say would be important. Um, That's awesome to think about, Georgios. I think being comfortable with the uncomfortable. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's really awesome. Good. I think to make a difference in this world, and I completely, by the way, appreciate your advice as well um, about being in the flow, and uh, which I think is very powerful, incredibly powerful. In my experience, um, really seeking for uncomfortable situations. Um, has helped me grow faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very uncomfortable. It's uh, not easy. But on the other side, there's this beautiful feeling of bliss, right? Yes. Once you accomplish something that was very hard or something that um, you could never have thought about even doing or accomplishing. So it's not for everyone. It's yeah. also not the easiest path. But it's very interesting how you can accelerate growth by embracing fears, right? Yeah. And we're all fearful for a lot of things throughout the day. So sometimes I uh, try to just pick one thing in, in a day where it makes me feel slightly uncomfortable. And I was like, well, did I just do it? Yes, great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just one thing that has worked for me and continues to work. And, uh, but, of course, you have to stay uh, sane throughout that journey as well yeah. and not to challenge yourself too much. Yeah. I heard it really. I keep going back to this. Uh, I love what you said, this phrase. The only way out is through. That I think that's probably what George is, you were hitting upon is, is that. Is, is, yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable a lot of times and there's bliss on the other side. And I love that too. Yeah. And I think one thing I didn't say was... I think when when something is beyond you, it makes it easier to continue going. It's like when the vision is really goes beyond our immediate selves. When you're answering a question or a demand or a a need, it becomes a, a much greater, more valuable and more empowering path. It's like it almost I takes know what you you're on saying. that journey. It's like it's like when something's bigger than you, it's like the universe. Yeah. It's source. It's like you are it makes it easier to go to go farther and, and go through those uncomfortable moments. Right. Like when you're not just thinking about yourself, but when you have a bigger mission. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me here, by the way. No, no, thanks for coming. This is so fun. Thanks again for tuning in to Money on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. 
I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.